Hey everyone, it's Ariel Hawani. And I'm Chuck Mendenhall. And I'm Pete Carroll, and together we are Three Pack. Join us on the brand new Spotify Live app immediately after all of the biggest fights in combat sports. And also during the weigh-ins, because that's when the real drama happens. So what are you waiting for? Follow the Ring MMA show right now on our exclusive Spotify podcast feed. And come join the best community in MMA. Peace! We're out of here. Hey, hey, my Eagle enthusiasts. This is Fairway Rolling, presented by FanDuel. Elevated events, majors, and more are coming up, and FanDuel is here to help you line up a win during the PGA Tour season. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets. Download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official betting operator of the PGA Tour. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Quick disclaimer, you must be 21 years old and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just... Once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. It's the 2023 season premiere of Fairway Rollin! The golf podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I am your starter, Joe House, accompanied by my incomparable and unparalleled PGA Tour correspondent on the ground, Nathan Hubbard. 2023 is upon us. We have elevated events. We have elevated excitement. We have competing golf businesses. There are players who might win majors. There are players who will definitely win majors. Let's just jump into it. The first tee is wide open because it's January. We're the only morons out here playing. Me and the Nate Dog are throwing a peg in the ground. Let's get going. My friend, Nathan. House. How are you, buddy? I have finally processed the last piece of rigatoni from our dinner last night. That was some spicy rigatoni, bro. It is It is maybe the third or fourth fairway rolling ever done in person. That's true. And it, it's, it's always a wonderful occasion. Gives us some time to, you know, re- reconnect on the important things in life, like... Now that Ian Poulter is no longer on tour, who's going to be the worst dressed player on tour? Oh, Adam Scott. It's I already Adam know Scott. the answer. Yeah. Right, there we Why go. Why is that a hard one? <laughs> it didn't take me any time whatsoever. We did not need to come together for that one. I guess you're right about that. So, Nate Dog, we're going to do storylines. Uh, the first event of the season is staring us in the face. It's wonderful. This is one of my favorite times of year, times uh, in, in, in professional golf. 
we reconnect around uh, the relaxed atmosphere of the Tournament of Champions. This year, some almost champions. We're expanding the field a little bit. Maybe that's a theme. <laughs> and we're in Hawaii. It's glorious. Uh, Mark Rolfing is the is the MC. He's he's conducting affairs because you know he's got his connections. Kapalua is gigantic. It's vast. The weather, for some reason, the last handful of years has been lovely. The guys all go out and shoot thirty under. Just the right way to sort of. Uh, chart the course for the rest of the year. Now, last year, we had an event like that, 30 under kind of uh, a performance by one Cam Smith, who is not here to defend his title. A common theme we're going to see this this spring. <laughs> it's true. Neiman will not be here to defend the Riv. Hudson Swafford, who knows? Huddy. Wow, I forgot. Huddy was a, was sending his eviction notice. Yeah, uh, his ejection notice. Look, um, it is uh, our first elevated event, so we have proof of concept right off the jump, right out of the the box. No, Rory McIlroy. Rory is using his. I think they each get one waiver. Is that what the rule is? They do. I mean, Rory the commissioner will, will have. Say yeah, over yeah. a few of these Rory things. Rory can have as many Rory as he needs. Rory can do whatever he yeah, wants. That's right. But it is a surprise that he's not here, actually. After well, leading the charge on we all should come together, we need these elevated events, you know, we, we want to see an event like this where the prize is, is now $15 million or the total purse is $15 million. It's a little strange to not see him or Seamus Power, or uh, uh, Shane... Lowry, thank you. Yeah, here. Seamus Power is here. Seamus Power is top here. Ten, top ten play for house. Yeah, um, it's a little strange not to see him here. Well, you're going to find me in this position all year year long. Now, hopefully, not in this exact mode as Rory apologist, but I'm prepared to be a Rory apologist. I'm going to be Rory positive all season, though. I'm just warning you right you are, now. You've been our positive for years, <laughs> well, except for when I'm not. When I'm disappointed, and then Brad Faxon tells me to go fuck myself, and we we move on with our lives. What you deserved. I don't think I did in any event as a Rory apologist in this moment. Only one of you two has gotten a promotion since this happened. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm happy he's on TV. I like him on TV. Yeah. I think he's good on TV. Yeah. It's and be and I think him and Smiley are going to be good. They are. NBC, you know, I, there is, you always want the guys making their exits. We'll go down this, uh, you know, very quick sidebar for, for 10 seconds. Um, Sorry to see Maltby and Coke go, but you know, it it's it's okay to to kind of bring in a little change. It's okay to we, bring we in some new something. voices, some different kind of voices. Damon Hack, Kara Banks. Kara right? Banks. Yeah. John Wood is good. John Wood's in the mix. It's gonna be good. Yeah. I, I'm happy for Smiley. We knew during all of the Baker's Bay spring break stuff when he was icing his elbows back in the day that he was the odd man out. Yeah. And it's nice to find him landing in a in a healthy patch of grass let's return to the to the matter at hand rory is not at hawaii i think that he did plenty over the course of 2022 to put the the pga yes. tour in the very best kind of stead and standing it could be i'm going to give him a pass for not showing up at an event that he never shows up to he always takes this time off he previously was using this time to energize and then go play in the middle east and maybe he's going to do that uh, in in favor of and benefit of the DP World Tour, um, he might have his his usual sort of schedule and plan in place, especially in a Ryder Cup year where those those connections with his European counterparts are important. And it feels like there's some still some uncertainty. We'll get into some of the uncertainty, but there's some uncertainty around how the Europeans actually going to qualify and live up to the commitments that they've made to play a certain number of events on the PGA Tour. Yeah, one of the things to keep an eye on this year. So we give Rory a, a pass, but it's still a pretty loaded field. I mean, we got JT, we got John Rahm, we got Scotty Scheffler, we got Colin Morikawa, bounce back candidate. You know, we've got all the big names. We've got, we've got the guys that yes. you want to see. The news of the day is that Xander Shoffley um, announced that he's not playing in the Pro-Am. So we have eyeballs on whether or not that also means he's not playing in the actual event sometimes guys pull out of the pro-am for a variety of reasons and then play in an like event. too many mai tais 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that's that's the theme in 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 Hawaii. Why, it is. What else is there to do? Pat, uh, listen, Patrick Cantlay gave that to they're us. They're at the montage. I, I've been there during this tournament. They're at the montage. They go because of the TV time. They end up playing early in the morning. They get a nice afternoon by the pool with the kids and the ladies. Then they drift over to the restaurant. It's a it's a very relaxed environment. This is probably the least stressful tournament on tour. Well, because they're basically like in a self-contained environment, perfectly inoculated and safe from the rest of the world. With money flowing all around like <laughs> a know, game show. The lifestyle to which they have all grown accustomed. Absolutely. Uh, with even more money on the line as as an elevated event. Let's jump right into the beat of the matter, though. We'll get around to the tournament and who we like and all those kinds of things. But obviously, the storyline of last year is also the storyline of this year with some intriguing wrinkles staring us in the face. We are now at the moment with the Live Golf Tour. In my estimation, this is my view, and then you you tell me whether or not you agree with this, it's put up or shut up time. This is that they they had the benefit all last year of of being the saboteur, the ambush. They used the lawsuit as a vehicle for every single time the tour had a prominent event coming up. They used those events to either announce the signing of a new player or to announce some sort of a new angle in connection with the lawsuit. Um, so they had the benefit of grabbing the news cycle, you know, every time that the tour had a a prominent, uh, event on the horizon. Um, I don't know if that strategy will continue to work. They actually have to field a interesting entertainment product now, and there are 14 events and we still don't have the full schedule with every single venue all mapped out in front of us. Their chief operating officer. Is that the guy? Correct. Yeah. Uh, Ditched them. Abandoned ship. Yes. Um, whether to read anything into that or not. But you should. <laughs> and uh, there have been pretty prominent calls from a, a few different corners for Greg Norman uh, to tender his own resignation because the thing that they have to do, the one thing they have to do, and maybe this is going to happen, maybe there'll be an announcement um, tonight, right? If they're stealing news cycle. Yeah. Uh, they need a TV deal. There needs to be a TV deal in the United States where people don't have to go on their computers and watch a stream on YouTube. Although we are all going to get really um, good at that and used to it when that's, we start watching that's football. That's what I was going to say. Do <laughs> they actually need the TV deal? They need it from a validation standpoint, maybe. But it may not actually be the best way to validate the product or, or to consume the product. Well, you need eyeballs. The eyeballs is the thing. And, and here's the problem, I think, that they're um, challenged with and by. People, they're the demo, the people that would be most interested to watch. I mean, most inclined to watch that is a demo that I think is a linear TV demo. Yeah. It's a demo like that kind of fits my kind of generation ish and, and folks older than me and maybe some folks younger. Now, there's a whole class, there's a whole demo out there that has no problem whatsoever living that YouTube life, but they're not interested in watching. Uh, this collection of professional golfers. Then that's the problem, isn't it? They're not interested. That's the problem. Because the idea here was we're going to grow the game. We're going to broaden the pool. But instead, you've got these donkeys who've diluted the field, which good on them. They went and they got like, we've been over this and over. Like, I'm not throwing stones at anyone from the money perspective at this point. For me, this is, is this good for the game? Well, the masters seem to take a position on this even though they're going to let those guys play, the statement was pretty strongly worded that they don't think this is good for the game. And the problem is they're not. there's no increased audience here. You already had something. If there was a complaint from the players, it was, how do we make this thing bigger? We should be paid more given the fact that we're the only game in town when it comes to golf. So Liv's, the, 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 the claim was we're going to grow this game through what we're doing. And they haven't. All they've done is diluted off 15,000 YouTube video. I watched the biggest moment of the year uh, last week, which was when DJ won on that long bomb putt that hit the back of the cup, went up like three feet in the air and came back in. That was like the only moment that they've had. And the question is now, what could they possibly do to create a moment that matters? There's no doubt that Cam Smith was the biggest baller signing that they have. He's the one that matters over there. And we'll talk about it today. Maybe the only one that matters. He's the defending champ here. He's going to be the defending open champ. He's going to be the defending players champ. Not going to be at, at, you know, at those first two tournaments. So 
how how from here do they actually create buzz? They they tried to do it with the the Trump courses, <laughs> right as the January sixth commission was delivering their report. It didn't look very good, to be honest. And and that's been part of the criticism of Norman is he's done a good job of getting attention, but all of the antics have created divisiveness. And if golf is going to sort of come back together now, they've got to find a way to get rid of the divisiveness. And it sure doesn't feel like Norman can do it. The question is, is there anybody who's running the ship over there who can get attention for the league because of the quality of play, the quality of players instead of the asshole niche of the antics? So that's an interesting construct, the way you just outlined it, because I don't think about it in terms of there being a need to restore to a, a need to eliminate the divisiveness. I think it's fine for both entities to exist as separate entertainment vehicles. What's interesting to me is whether or not live as a viable entertainment vehicle. I don't think about it in terms of growing the game. Do you think there's enough audience for there to be two separate leagues? So I don't. I don't think so. I don't think the players do either. I think that's why you've got Rom and Rory subtly saying, we've got to find a way to bring this shit back together. So... The way it is coming back together, and this is what makes this year, it might be unique. Is, this is might be the only time. Well, whether or not live fails, that that will occur over the balance of the year. But the, the truly um, enticing thing that's staring us in the face is these majors hmm. and really uh, Augusta. The first occasion when the live guys, all of whom have, have qualified, you know, the ones that have qualified for the Masters show up, I to me, I think... It is a once in a lifetime situation where those guys are not just playing for their own individual accomplishments, but they carry the weight of a brand. They carry the weight. Whether or not live is viable is is tested at the first week of April. We are going to have a referendum on the viability of live. Now, one of the things that's interesting to me is there was a really good performance by the live guys at the British Open. Yes, there was. The Open Champion. And, and some guys, like Bryson DeChambeau, who basically was hurt for, for you know, come up, up almost two years, um, you know, DJ and Bryson and Cam Smith have to sort of just carry the water. It's insane that you didn't say Brooks Kepka there, too. It's not insane. He's not good at golf. I, I, I understand. I'm just saying it, this this is where we are. He, he um, you know, good for him had some form of, of health, you know, he restoration. He, he was back in some kind of health, so he was in sufficient form to win one of the live events. Yes. And it made him cry, and that's great. Congratulations. I don't think of him as a contender yeah. in the majors any longer. Yeah. He, he's not a relevant golfer to me. Yeah. Until demonstrated otherwise. I mean, that's the nice thing about golf. You, could, you know, you can play it forever. You can reinvent yourself if he's able to find some kind of uh, combination of exercise and, and chemistry, you know, medicine that, that helps him get into sustained form. Maybe it's the case that playing less events and traveling less will really. But that's not what they're doing. Do wonders for, for Brooks Kepka and he'll yeah. be super competitive in the mass in the, in the majors. Do you agree with me? This notion that each of the majors carries with it an added significance because it's it's just the two teams going up against one another. That's yes. one of the storylines to me. Yes, it you will agree? be the only yes, it will be the only time that we see it. I think it's going to feel a lot like Cam Smith and his merry band of stragglers coming around. Eh, but DJ? I fine. Straggler? He's old. <laughs> he's I mean he's not 40. It's just it's hard to get excited about, you know, the next 10 years of DJ competition even though I love DJ. Uh Cam Smith is the one who you miss on the tour right now. Well, I, I wonder, the, the other guy that I wonder about is Bryson. Because I really do think, you know, we, we saw him uh, finally in decent form. And we touched on this briefly um, in one of the season-ending shows, uh, you know, six weeks ago, two months ago. I really feel like there's a story to be told around sort of the the, the tragic arc. Absolutely. Uh, and and you know I don't want to be overly dramatic about it, but in 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 view of the totality of the circumstances and the passing of his father and the relationship that he had with his father and the apparent lack of any adult person in his life that would step in and tell him stop doing this thing, don't put that message out. Think about how you want to communicate this. 
he didn't have anybody like that in his corner for the entirety of his grand experiment that delivered to him the U.S. Open, which is just unbelievably remarkable. And then here we are just, you know, three months ago, him saying, I made a mistake. What I did wasn't smart. What I did hurt my body. Yeah. And no, and, and a lot, the whole outside world was watching that saying, bro, what are you doing? This doesn't seem, you know, we, we were very much uh, uh, intrigued. He was the story of, yeah. of, of 2020 and 2021. Remember the Masters where he had the gut issues and he didn't, he was dizzy. Yeah. yeah. It was clear he was fucking up his own body. Right. But nobody's, uh, now the tree's fallen in the woods, but there's nobody around to hear it. I mean, I there's well, no we, doubt his publicly available social engagement is way down so the guy who was worried about the brand the guy who pushed away the cameras at the rocket mortgage because you know he he didn't want to fuck up his own brand like he's now had a little bit of a reckoning he actually has a very interesting story to tell i just don't think anybody's paying attention well i'm interested in the story it's going to be a very rich documentary whoever grabs it and does it the right way um but to me one way that he would rewrite the story, update his story, go win. That's exactly right. Go win. I don't think he can win the Masters. I honestly am. I'm, I'm going to. There, there's no market that will take putt. this. He can't putt. And I can't. No market will take this action right now. I want to bet him to miss the cut. I would bet it right now if, if I could find a market for it. Um, maybe FanDuel will write me a, a bet for I'm that. I'm sure they but, will. It feels like the changes they made on 13 were even potentially aimed at him as much as anybody. Why? He doesn't make the cut there. He's yeah. not, he's, they don't need to do just to, to take out the goofy it. angling and that. They there's, just, there's, there's nothing they have to do to that golf course to make it hard for Bryson. He enough. has a hard time breaking 80 there. Anyway, so those are the, the yeah. figures on the live tour that may make it interesting and it potentially interesting entertainment vehicle, potentially viable product on some kind of viewing mechanism. I just don't know. Um, Cam Smith won the British Open, which is the most recent major, and nobody watched the events in the Fall House. He was not the draw. So what if he goes and wins again? Is anybody going to go to? I think it's just that the audience is small. And I think it may be that the PGA Tour guys who said, we do better when all of us are together might have been right, right? That there were two ways to go in the post-Tiger era. Norman said, I'm going to make a couple stars matter. One star is going to pull an audience the way that Tiger did. Tiger said, actually, we've got this entire young crop of guys. And when we go through it today, I'm telling you, there are 25 guys who could definitely win a major this year. Wow. <laughs> where we would not 25. be surprised. Okay. And and Tiger said the key is to have all those guys together because maybe there's not going to be, at least not for quite some time, another Tiger Woods. Well, we're going to have in front of us uh, some really illuminating moments very soon because the Netflix show. Well, speaking of documentaries that matter. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's coming. A once in a lifetime, speaking of, right? Yeah. and Outrageous. It, and I think I think this is where, as you spoke about, that you know, the pendulum is going to swing in the other direction. I think the tour is going to have a hell of a lot of positive press this year mm -hmm. relative to live last year, in part because I think this doc, if it does anything that, uh, that, that the sort of F1 doc did for that sport, it's going to be transformational is too strong of a word, but, but it is definitely going to make the live guys look like a bunch of men babies. You think so? Yes. Wow. Okay. Yes. See, I'm not, I haven't dug in on any particular perspective on what I anticipate. It, it, I don't it, know what to think. This is not going to reflect well on these guys because it's going to highlight a lot of the back and forth and the hypocrisy and the, uh, half or zero truths that existed before they went. And a, a lot of sort of the, it will call out, uh, you know, the, the reasoning that was given on the podium versus the reasoning that seemed to fill up a wallet. It is also going to do one other thing, which is it's going to make a few of the middle tier players stars. And in the same way in F1, there's people who get psyched because their team finishes in 13th. Joel Damon is going to come out of this Netflix uh, series, a star. And, and that, I think, is important in this year of transition in the PGA Tour because we know that the top 70 guys have a spot secured. We don't know anything else beyond that. And so with so much of the drama related to cut-filled events, and you and I have harped on about this forever, 
is is not so much at the top. Like, okay, great. The guy won the tournament. You know, in the Masters, it matters. At the Sanderson Farms, do you care as much about it? Sure, you care, but there's so much drama for with guys who are competing not for $15 million, but competing just to feed their families, trying to make cuts, trying to keep their place. It's some of the grittiest, coolest stuff in all of sports that doesn't get covered as well. And the Netflix special may not harp on the cut line, but it will focus on a guy who plays a tournament, finishes, you know, 16th, gets in a middle seat in Southwest to fly home. And you're going to start to build up the sort of uh, I, I think some appeal for that middle of of the tour that heretofore has been ignored as the guys at the top rightly have said, we got to get what's ours. So that's a crucial, crucial element of this upcoming year, because the one thing that we know that the, is going to be a, a consequence of what the tour did in creating these elevated events and greatly tightening up the um, economic incentive for the top players to play and come together most often is a squeezing of the middle class on the tour. And, you know, good on James Hahn for, for, for calling it out. I yeah. mean, his, his Twitter feed, yeah. you know, the, the dude is just out there living it. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go on there. I don't, I don't know his Twitter handle off the top of my head, but I'm sure you, you can find it. Nah. Um, it is a super interesting conundrum though, because, do you, you really need a middle class for this entertainment product? The Netflix story might be the vehicle by right. which we get that answer. Right. Yes, the middle class is interesting. Yes, it's a compelling to see guys playing for f- effectively food on the table. Now, it's yeah. a lot of money, and so it's kind of hard for folks to potentially. I don't, I don't know, but like I say, you know, I, I don't have any preconceived kind of perspective coming to this thing but i do anticipate that middle those middle class stories being compelling and interesting yeah 45 percent of the guys who kept their tour last year or their tour card last year are not going to keep it this year so there's only gonna be 70 of 125 who know that they're locked in it's also crazy that it's january and we actually have no idea (laughs) what happens to guys 71 through 200 who are playing this year, plus how they're going to integrate in the 10 guys who come from the DP World Tour and the 30 guys who come from the KFT and the five guys from PGA Tour U and wherever else they're going to pull people in to try to accelerate an on-ramp to bring in fresh blood. But uh, it is going to be around that sort of 70 mark, which, you know, now the now the, the, the Memphis, uh, the FedEx, which will be the first event in the FedEx Cup, is only going to have 70 people this year. Then they'll cut it down to 50, then to the tour championship with 30. So it's going to be a much more coveted spot. And especially with the uncertainty, the guys who are teeing off right now don't know. There are some guys who are teeing off this week who I am pretty sure will not make the top 70. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, it's reasonable. You can look at the bottom, you know, 10 guys on this list and the guys, you know, who got in. Right. By, by mechanisms other than winning a, an yeah. event. But that's that in and of itself is what's great about this year. People say, well, it's in transition. We don't have, What's great about this year is there's going to be a great reckoning where the cream is going to have to rise here. And Scotty Scheffler and Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth are not going to have a problem. But guess what? Ricky Fowler last year would have lost his card yeah. in this upcoming season. Yeah, yeah. And it's no surprise that Ricky's playing well, but that's the kind of guy who you're going to want to track through this year Big brand has had a small game for four or five years, starting to bring it back. He's going to be one of those great stories and follows as we get through this season. We are going to, I think, be intrigued by um, what you've uh, aptly termed the on-ramp this whole season because it's it's going to be illuminated over the course of the season how guys can participate in professional golf. And the interesting challenge in front of Jay Monahan and his team is, okay, uh, Here's the the ramp. Now, now it needs to be an entertainment product also. Because the yeah. thing that matters is you, you just tap the reserves. Yeah. Right? You had the, all these reserves. The, Phil Mickelson thought that they borrowed the money. They didn't. They, I don't. There was somebody misstated how the, they got at the money. Uh, they had the reserve. They didn't yeah. want to tap the reserve, but they did tap the reserve. Tiger yeah. misstated it uh, in any event. Yeah. I'll leave it alone. Um, and they have created these these giant purses. That TV money. Uh, you know, those partners have an expectation about the quality of product. And there's all of these events that are not elevated events that are going to get squeezed. 
and where will the TV partners come down on that? And what about the sponsors of those events? Where are their heads going to be? And where, where, where is that middle class? That's the pathway for the middle class to yeah. jump up in. You know, is that going to remain viable for that? What happens to the Sanderson Farms? What happens to the Fortinet in Napa? What happens to the... Maybe the, even John Deere. Shriners Open. Which it, has been around for John Deere, decades. It, 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 exactly. And, and, and that's that's that reckoning that is that is happening this year and and i think for good reason i do think monahan very quietly has high incentive to bring in new blood from the younger tiers and 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 that's for two reasons one is this crop of 20 to to 30 year old players who who make up the you know like we'll talk about 20 25 people who could win a major right now Super interesting. None of them on on their own is remotely close to Tiger in terms of star power. Not ch- no chance. And so I think he is incentivized to try to bring up the younger generation as fastly as possible in case you've got a new Tiger Woods in there. There's also a lot of evidence that this younger class is better because they've had access to more technology. They've had access to video training. All the things that we talked about, which is the reason why guys are getting younger sooner and why the age of being in your prime has moved way down from in your 30s to where they are now, right? That's another reason to suggest these kids can actually handle it at 18, at 19, at 20. Well, and that's the group that is there for the potential picking for by the live folks, right? right. Because they grabbed Chikara. Chikara won an event last year and for the foreseeable future as long as live is around he he sort of is is on that team yeah uh the tour came up with the the pga tour u concept where you know whoever ends up at the end of the ncaa season uh atop of of the 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 board on an individual basis gets his card he gets an immediate call up And, and, and there's other guys who can qualify through that on their own here's the dirty little secret about where the, the tour is right now. It wasn't a great year on the KFT. Interesting. The, the, on the Corn Ferry. It, just a couple of years ago, Scotty Scheffler was number one mm-hmm. coming off that tour, right? He was the ass kicker. He'd be, and it took him a little while to figure out how to win. This was the year of Scotty Scheffler last year. Won four times, won a major, played in, incredible. But like Justin Sue was number one in the, in the 25 on Corn Ferry Tour. He is 190th tee to green right now on tour. He's 161st in shots gained approach. He missed his first three cuts. He made his he made cuts in the last four, but he got progressively worse over the course of the weekends. Carl Ewan was the number two guy. He missed his first three cuts. He's finished in the mid-30s and the other. Like these guys are not performing in the way that some of the other people who have historically come up, Sung JM, Scotty Scheffler. Justin Thomas is a KFT I'm, graduate. I'm gonna urge patience. I, I, I'm gonna I think, suggest patience. Because look, we have Callum Terran, you have Chris Goddard up. You have uh, Taylor Montgomery. Those guys, all potential PGA Tour winners. In fact, I'm, I'm so mad at, at uh, Goddard I had him, uh, I, I'm not, I didn't invest a large amount, but there was a beautiful situation for him this fall that he dropped the ball on for me. Yeah, well, he's, he's, he didn't quite get out of KFT. So he, maybe he comes off and, and does a little bit more this year than he should have. Look, I think that they're... The guys are there, but they're in college more so than on the Corn Ferry Tour okay. right now. And I think it, there's going to be this jump from the younger class of guys who kick ass for a year or two in college, and then they really are ready to come out and play. I mean, we saw it last year. We saw amateurs, you know, Michael Thor, Thor Bjornsson, yeah, right? Yeah. T4 at Travelers. That's right. Like, you saw guys who actually hung around there uh, in 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 big events that mattered who are young kids. So I just think it's, it's doesn't mean the game's gotten easier. In a lot of ways, it's gotten harder. It's just that these guys are starting sooner. They've had more instruction and they're ready sooner. And, and so it makes a lot of sense for them to try to on-ramp them. Where that leaves Corn Ferry Tour, frankly, where that leaves the DP World Tour, mm. which doesn't have a super exciting schedule this year. It's mm. hard to sort of see, even though there's 10 spots that are going to, you know, go right on the PGA Tour. It's TBD. There, there's still a lot to work out what happens if you're not in the top 70. That's what makes this year coming up very fun. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. 
Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, you want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side-by-side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and 1. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, that's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less. And one, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. Another thing in this year that's going to be very fun, Nathan Hubbard, is the Ryder Cup. We're back to Europe. Yes. The U.S. hasn't won in 30 years. We... I believe I'm saying we, the Royal We, the United yes. States of America team is just stacked with studs. Yeah. And the ass kicking at Whistling Straits doesn't feel, you know, I'm not anticipating that, but it's, it's, why not? It's tough. I, I'm just because, you know, there is a difference between playing on your home turf and not. And the Euros have done a great job of creating an uncomfortable foreign uh, uh, comp- competition environment, competing environment. Is there a chance that the old stalwarts participate in this? Like, are we going to see Sergio Garcia? I don't think he's good enough. I don't think we're going to see any of them because I don't think any of them are, are, are going to be up to the standard of competitive golf that's, that's necessary. He, those guys just go out and miss cuts at, at, at majors. Like, you, you know, we'll, we'll see at the majors. Yeah. I, I, I just wonder if the drumbeat will grow louder from the European players on the PGA tour to try to do something as the Ryder cup approaches, especially. I, I think they'll give themselves permission yeah. to keep an eye on who they think is playing well enough to, to, to make it. Yeah. I mean, who are the eligible candidates? We're talking about Paul Casey Poulter and Westwood seem to me to be irrelevant. Yeah. I mean, they, they weren't competitive at Whistling Straits. But I think it's the participation. I think that even on the U.S. side, guys who were okay but became captains, like that sort of energy and clubhouse stuff is what these players love about the Ryder Cup. Yeah. For John Rahm to not have Sergio in the clubhouse is going to be disappointing for him. He uh, said it a couple times. Okay. Now, does that mean that he switches? You know, I'm not sure Rory gives a shit about Paul Casey, but... Uh, you know, that th- there is, there is, there's something weird. The president's cup was weird. It would have sucked if Trevor Immelman, if Trevor Immelman was not a very gracious leader. And if Tom Kim hadn't, you know, pounded his fist in the air. And if Max hadn't played so great, like it, the event itself kind of sucked because Cam Smith wasn't there. Yeah. It would have been better if Cam Smith was there. It was still pretty, it was, was not more, there. it was much more dramatic than I anticipated. It just I wasn't it, that, but yeah, yeah. But like it, it, it was a little bit of a farce. It was. And I think the Ryder Cup, you know, won't be quite so bad because there won't be the glaring omission of Cam Smith, but it's going to feel different. And it, it wouldn't surprise me if as we get closer to that, there's some behind the scenes uh, movement to try to find a way for, for, for these guys to come together. Anyway. It would just be as low in like in the captaincy role. This is the observation yes. we made. This is why we felt like we were cheated with the most recent President's Cup because we thought the rest of world comp, uh, uh, team was going to yeah, be much more formidable than the Ryder yes. Cup. The, the Euros are in in a state of transition, right? They, yes. they need um, the Hogards. They need Robert McIntyre. They need some of these... Um, 
Wait, the Hogards aren't. Yes. Yes, they are. Yes. Yeah, they're for, yes, they're, they're, they're from yes. Europe. Ludwig Eberg, the Swede, who's number one amateur in the world. Maybe he's the young guy. Like, it, there's a chance that they just go with a bunch of super young guys, Rory Rahm and a couple others, and just show up That'd swinging. That would be fun. It would be fun. Matt Fitzpatrick is good now. I mean, he turned a corner. Yep. I mean, you know, yep. they're, they're, it could be interesting. It, it, it could be fun if they just decide, this is our year to just bring in the young guys and, and take a few swings. All the pressure moves to the U.S. to not just win, but win big. Yeah, we'll see. Well, speaking of winning big, um, let's do a quick run through of who has a chance to win a major this year. Um, maybe some names that, you know, folks haven't heard of before. The usual suspects at the very top of the list. And we're talking about guys who haven't won majors, but certainly have all of the tools to do so that's patrick cantlay and tony finau and xander anybody else to put on that list i would put sam burns and cam young on that list okay i have both those names here um i I just think what cam young did at the open quiet that eagle on 18 yeah you walked away and said he can definitely do it yes i agree he's got the stones to hang i think sung jay sung jay is really a possibility okay sung jay is Coming into his own, I think he got married. He was great at the President's Cup. He did Wuppum Gangnam style. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he did do that. Uh, but I think I think he's got to be on that list of guys who, who are possibilities. I mean, look, one of the most interesting questions coming into this season for me now is what's up with Will Zalatoris' back? And the two herniated discs. Oh, that guy. I love him so much. Because he finally got over the hump. In the playoffs, he got his win, and then that was that. And we haven't seen him since. And the question is, you know, is there something inherent in his swing that is going to turn him into sort of a Brooks Bryson physical situation? Or can he come back and play well? Because Will Zalatoris, getting over that mental hump in the same way that Tony Finau did, could win a major. He, I mean, there was no mental challenges for him at the U.S. Open or at the PGA Championship. It, he he didn't not win those tournaments because of, of mental lapses. No. He was right there. Two guys beat him. Yeah, and his path to winning, the way that he spoke so openly about, we know we can do this. I yeah. know that we can. And he just stayed patient, patient, patient. He took those second-place finishes with a lot of grace and, sure enough, got that win. So that's a uh, guy we're watching this week. We're watching tomorrow. It's a very, very big, big watch because because he he's right on the edge there. I mean, the, the guys, I've got 11 guys who haven't, but absolutely could. And it's Cantley, Xander, Tony, Finau. It's Sam Burns. It's Cam Young. It's Sung Jay. And then the next five are question marks for me. Victor, Will Z. Yes, yes for me. Tom yes, Kim. yes for House. Yes for House. Max Homa. Sure. And Billy Horschel. Yeah. Billy Horschel is the kind of guy who would win a PGA championship. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Because he's got that, you know, he just goes and fights and grinds and fights and grinds and grinds and fights and gets it there. And Max, you just have to say he's won at Riv. He's won at Quail Hollow. uh, Yeah, I'm not knocking for sure. But but it is certainly, his major performance has been less than stellar. He's got to have one great one. We need to see one great one to me yeah. out, out of Max. And there's no reason that this couldn't happen. He's got the change in his life. He's got his baby, you know. I, I I just don't believe that in this year of transformation and this year in which the cream is going to separate, that there are guys outside of those 11 on the PGA Tour who have a realistic shot at winning a major. Again, there are eight guys who've won majors who definitely, Rory, Scotty, Rom, JT, Spieth, Morikawa, Hideki, Matt yeah. Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Those guys you, you got to think about. But then those, those 11, and then, you know, I, I think there are, six guys on the live tour who we'd have to think about and you're gonna you're gonna kill me for adding brooks i'm guessing i don't care you you could do it i'm just gonna tell you you're wrong i think it's it's fine you can be wrong cam dj bryson brooks and then i think neiman who won at riv sure 100 percent neiman what about abe answer who won you know a match play or a to know what the story is another guy who was injured we want to see him play consistent high quality golf again so by the way Let's just say that you give me five of those six or uh-huh. give me those give six. Five. Okay, you'll give me five. So, so so now we're at 24 guys who can win and we have left out Shane Lowry. Yeah. We have left out 
somebody like Russell Henley. I think Tyrrell Hatton. You we've know, left out Tyrrell Hatton. He we, got the game. We've left out Danny Berger, who's been hurt. Yeah. And we're, you know, at one point we thought certainly could be competitive for a major. Yeah. I, I that's a lot of guys, it's which good. which makes good. which makes the drama around each of these individual the Rorys. Your your you know your our positive approach, our positive, especially for the Masters. Justin Thomas, the Spieth, the John Rom did not win a major last year. John Rom did not win a major last year. And, He's not happy about it. And the individual quests of these guys who, in an earlier era, would be great and stand alone and probably you know. Uh, given Tiger a run for his money in those tournaments in a way that, you know, Chip Beck couldn't have. I want to test you right now. I want to give you a test. Okay. Um, in, And his name has come up in the conversation today. Yeah. There's one name to me that I think has the ability, uh, and I understand it's a ludicrous statement I'm about to make, but I think he has all of the uh composition all the elements all of the the mental approach the charisma to be a potential go on a tiger like run to go be a crazy stud who, who do you think i'm thinking of we're playing the mentalist right now who do you think i'm thinking of who is the one guy who can go on a tiger like run yeah i think it's justin thomas okay all right that's not who i had in mind this who, is good who was it tom kim He's super young, and if he goes and wins six times this year, then we're going to say, holy mother F. And, and you know, he doesn't. I'm not even requiring him to win a major this year, but I, I can't come up with a scenario where I say, oh, he can't win at, at the Masters. Oh, he can't win. He's not played at any of these venues. He hasn't played LACC. He hasn't played That's all it is for Augusta. Me. He hasn't played Oak Hill. He hasn't played Royal Liverpool. I mean, and look – he was a little bit flash in pan, you thought, before the President's Cup. And then he had his President's Cup moment. And we all would have said, okay, fine. That was nice and cute. And let's see how he goes. Well, guess what? This fall, he's sixth shots gained approach. He's 28th in putting. He's continued. He won in Vegas. He went head to head with, guess what? Sung J.M., and one in Vegas. So, he, oh, welcome it, to my line of thinking. It's, it's I there. introduce you. I just yes. don't. You think okay. he can go on a? I just my, said well, name a guy. That's yeah, all. That's I, all. I think the beauty of this is there's so much parody at the top that the individual journeys and this, by the way, I don't want that. I want there to be a stud. I know. I want a stud. I know, but and so does you and Jay Monahan want a stud. <laughs> but I it just could be know, Rory. But and th but this is so just to bring it back to your our positivity. <laughs> this is why this could be the most heartbreaking story ever for Rory. Rory might never win a major. It's again. fine. He his How legacy is set. That? If he walks away, if he's if he didn't play this thing. And then, you know, he, he's like, I'm, I, I got I'm, it. I'm going to go be a farmer, a real farmer, not like a Louis Ace Oosty Hoosty farmer. I want to be a real farmer. I got it. But 10 years ago, there were maybe three guys who you could say for sure, four guys were going to compete for major. We got 25 on this list. And that means there's a real chance that some of these guys that we're talking about never win a major. It's great. Or don't win another one. I agree that it's great. I do agree that it's great. I just want one guy to really distinguish himself. Who's it going to be? Is well, it going to be Ricky Fowler? No. Let's talk about distinguishing guys distinguishing themselves at the first tournament of the year. Kapalua. We went through all of the huzzas about what a wonderful scene it is, how good it will look to our eyes. We'll have the broadcast. Uh, it's the NBC team. All of the comforts, right? Restoring all of the night, you know, the 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 things that that we've we've come to feel comfortable. We'll have all all the, the 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 those those comfortable elements around us. Just missing a few guys. I mean, I'll never forget DJ almost making the hole in one on the par four that Brandon Shambly called the best shot in the history of golf, <laughs> and then had to back off of. Yeah. He didn't really back off of it, but uh, no DJ. It's uh, it's kind of hurts. Yeah, a I miss bit. him. Hurts a little bit. I miss him. Yeah. Um, let's get into this thing. Uh, obviously a bunch of guys with tremendous records at this thing. Justin Thomas plays awesome here. Yep. Xander Shoffley plays awesome here. Yep. We don't know the answer about whether or not Xander's going to be in. Um, how about the, the, <laughs> I, I mean, one of my favorite things, and this is a phenomenon of, of sort of the rise of interest in golf fantasy and golf gambling, the content. The hashtag content Man. through the roof, like everybody is out there. It's in full the 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 golf, uh, um, you know, prognostication 
world is at full boner and yeah. it's wonderful. Yeah. I think they realize there's a lot to there's a lot to slide into this year, so to speak. And uh they're all over it. You've seen the tour now reaching out to some non-traditional media sources to give them a little great. bit more access and great. visibility. It's great. Great. We're into I, it. I think I think look, you have said multiple times through this podcast, the entertainment product, is it a thing, right? And they know somewhere in their heart of hearts, they've got to know that they need new storytellers because the old ones are fine for the audience that we have. But if we want to build something that endures or that maybe even, God forbid, grows, you need new storytellers. And so good for them for doing it slowly uh, so that they don't appear to sort of undermine some of the traditional people who've contributed to golf media. But look at all the storytellers that are our dudes, right? I know. It's it's Pat Mayo. It's it's Rick Gaiman. It's my homie Tommy Jacobs over in the UK. I mean, I I'm, I'm gonna leave people out. It's all the Golf Digest guys. It's Alex Myers. It's it's Christopher Powers. It's Hennessy. It's all the all the crew. Everybody's in. Everybody's got their stuff. Even Paulie's picks on the fried eggs. Everybody's up. Everybody's doing it. Everybody. Uh, my Tambly Tyler TT. Uh, Tambo's picks. Tambo's tips every week. I'm like the deluge of information that makes these competitions so enriching and so uh, exciting. It's all out there right now. And it's going to be a whole season worth of that. And how do we get advantage? It's tough. This is why golf is so wonderful. This is why golf is so much fun to gamble on. I'll tell you what, it's my favorite things. The way to get advantage is you got to go to the tournament and see the guys. And then, you know, well, it's, there is, it's these off weeks. This is an awesome point that you're making. And it's something we've talked about. Our homie, J Jason Sobel. I can't believe I just left out. Sobel in this conversation, he and I have like talked at, on at times like injury reports. We don't ever get any information about guys with, with injuries. That's a standard thing in, in other professional sports. And we never get anything. This, this moment with Xander is exactly the kind yes. of thing. Like it would be really good to know for the purposes. And it does contribute to the entertainment product. So I yeah. hope that there's a standardization of, of that. And, and it helps to get out there and watch some of these could-be guys. Sahith Tagala. Oh, yeah. I watched him in Napa this fall in the windstorm. Bogey his first couple holes in that last round and then battle back to finish T6. There is no doubt that that guy is a grinder who's for real, who has the mental fortitude to get through. But you don't see it if he's not in the lead and you don't even necessarily see it on TV because they show the shot, but they don't really show how he's walking from one shot to yeah, the next. So, and maybe that's the way you find advantage. There is an inf information gap that exists in golf yeah. that, you know, folks uh, who, who do this for a living have a, the ability to, to fill. And that's the caddy network and yes. that's the television network. Yes. The guys that are uh, with the, with the competitors every week and have yes. insights, unique insights potentially profitable insights. But this will be a theme that we touch on, again, with all of the homies that we just mentioned that we will have on over the course of the year and think about how we can fill that information gap to our advantage. Now, one of the things I think is we size this thing up. We went through the favorites. I'm not going to really gamble on any of the favorites. I'm more interested yeah. in down card. Action. I think you can overthink this one, House. In what respect? This is a shootout yes. with a bunch of guys trying to get to the pool. Yeah. They got five par fives. Uh-huh. Par it, 73 at this joint. It, 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 it's it's who gets to 30 under the fastest. Yes. So Cam Smith is gone. So you take him out of the equation. Who else is going to get there and take this seriously? They're playing for a lot more money this time. I mean, I wouldn't, I, I never uh, discount John Rahm. And if John Rahm wants to put a stamp on his beginning of the season in this manner, go ahead. I just go par five birdies are better. That's the stat I look at. Okay. And I think if you go outside of that, you're probably overthinking this one. I don't know. I mean, give it, the names. It Let's is, hear the names. I, it is crazy to me that this event is 15 million bucks and basically the same FedEx Cup points as next week in Hawaii and the week after that in Palm Springs. Although there will be, it looks like, good players playing both of those events, which is great. Yeah. You're starting to see some good guys commit to events that they didn't before. But they're going to have to solve that problem for us, which is the elevated events are going to have to mean more to you keeping your status. For sure. But this year, it does. Anyway, the point is, I'm looking at birdies are better on par fives. Rory's not here. 
Cam Smith is gone. Patrick Cantlay was the one making the Mai Tai jokes last year. Those are three of the top five. <laughs> Outside of that, it's Scotty Scheffler and Justin Thomas. Yeah, this is where you end up. And don't don't be a, a chump and you know leave them off your card if you have to. I you just know. think. There will be contrarian lineups for fantasy um, that will leave off um, Scheffler or, or Thomas, I, I guess. You, you know, of course. It's a way to create, you know, a, some differentiation. But for betting purposes, I'm just going to keep it simple. Um, I'm looking at guys like, and this is, this is again, shout outs to my homie, um, Tom Jacobs and his uh, partner in crime, uh, uh, Bradley Todd. I, Seamus Power is all over the place with the, with metrics that that look yeah. like they could translate into T twenty two and in par five birdies are better. Okay, good. So that that's the confirmatory stat that I I wanted to hear. He finished the year on on a heater. He won in in Bermuda, third at Mayakoba, fifth at the RSM, uh, and he finished fifteenth at this event last year hmm. with an opening round seventy one. So he basically was out of it after the first round Hmm. and then went on a tear, put himself right up into the middle of the mix. Um, So I like that. Uh, Another guy. Are you bitten winners or are you bitten? No, these are top 10 picks. Top 10. 10. And and the other one um, that I like and these guys wrote up was um, Brian Harmon. Yeah. Who you can get. um, I think the the Seamus Power top 10 was like plus 250, something like that. Um, the Brian Harmon, great uh, fall. Yeah. Well that, that's it, right? That's what we're talking One about. One of the FedEx cup leaders right now. Fifth. You have to, you have to, um, talk yourself into a guy that's a course manager at a giant ballpark like this. Um, there is some historical precedent for it. You know, Steve Stricker has won th- this event. Uh, Zach Johnson won this event long time ago. You know, yeah. my mind's eye just sees big hitters come out and, you know, or guys that can move the ball. You know the sufficient distances. He's five foot seven, one hundred fifty pounds, I soaking know, wet. Brother. I know. I mean that this is this is the the reason. But maybe that that's what translates into some T two at RSM, second at Mayakoba, playing great golf. That's why. So, so coming in hot. So that the, you're that that's the thesis for it. You say, did he overindulge during the holidays? <laughs> Are you worried about him? You <laughs> no, know? Brian Harmon is is does, a family man. That's, does, no. Does seem like it. Seems like although he's you're a family, a family man. man, and I, well. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, you I'm mostly a family man. So he's <laughs> available at the same price. So, uh, Seamus Powers plus 270 to top 10, Brian Harmon plus 260 to top 10. Let, let's just take it easy. Let's just enter in nice it's and fine. easy with a couple little bit of like, let's, you know, it's fine. Two and a half to one odds, uh, uh, collect, build up the bankroll a little bit. We don't have to go nuts. I don't want to bet, you know, a, a chalk pick and, and get no return on it. If Tom Kim doesn't perform well here, are you disappointed? No, I because could care less. I, I do want to point out that the events that he played well in were not heavy field events. Oh, okay, interesting. So he's got a little Xander vibe in him, and and he and he didn't do particularly well through the course of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Once he got his way in, he worked his way up fine, but yep. then he he didn't sort of dominate that. Tw- so I I want to see this guy outside of the President's Cup really go head to head in a, in a, in a tournament like I this. And, Vegas was pretty good. Yeah. He was impressed by that, by his Vegas performance. Yeah. It just wasn't, I mean, it was him and Sungjae. What's his birdie or better number? He, He's 180th. That's for this year. Yeah. Okay. He doesn't have him last year. Does that scare you? Nah. I'm not, this isn't. You're the, not worried about Tom Kim in this. This one's not the referendum. Okay. You know, I, this is a. Uh, What's the referendum on him? If he, if he comes out of Riviera, let's call it, he will have played. Uh, you know, he will have played Pebble. He will have played Phoenix. Yeah, God, he could Phoenix. win Phoenix. Yeah, there you go. Now that's how you put a stamp let's on it. Let's bet him for Phoenix. Let's right do it now. now. Let's get in the market. Let's let's find oh, it. And we can God, get he could win Phoenix. He's the stud. He's the Super Bowl stud. This is the he kind of shit that I'm crowd. talking. He will. He they and they will love him. And he'll show up and then play to it. And it's going to be oh. big Bonzo and him going out there and putting a stamp like, hello, world. Here I am again. It's Tommy Kim. It's your boy. But he's got to do something between now and the Honda, which is the week after Riv. I think we got to see this from him. Just a little, just, just a little top taste. 10, top little five is fine. I don't need him to win. Phoenix is such a good a one. That's so rich. Let's find a market that will let us oh. bet that. That one. Bryson to miss the cut at the Masters, Tom Kim to win at Phoenix. So those are the markets that we need. Maybe we've been parlay that shit. Why not? Because you know, <laughs> why can't I win fifty thousand dollars? Setting money on five dollars and win fifty thousand. That's how we do it. Setting anyway, brought you money. You're those ready to are the lose right. It. That's we're not going to do any better than that on the premiere edition of Fairway Rolling.
my birdie buddies, my par saving pals, my eagle enthusiasts, you could tell. We are revved up and ramped up. It's going to be such a good goddamn year. And yes, indeed, we will be back next week, my birdie buddies. My thanks, as always, to the incomparable Nathan Hubbard. My thanks to Isaiah Blakely, producer, right here sitting in the studio with us. We wish you all could play golf. And I would tell you all to hit it straight out there, but most of the country can't do that. If you're on the West Coast or Hawaii, then go out, goddammit, and hit the ball right down the middle. Best of luck. Let's go eat. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more.